Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the message entitled, The Giftings and Order of God. This message was taught at Christian Fellowship Ministries in Benton, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick began by sharing a dream from a visitor about the condition of the church. Then he asked his wife Debbie to come up and read two of the three passages that he was going to use as a foundation for this message, found in James chapter 1 verse 17 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 39 and 40. On this broadcast, he reads his third text, taken from Exodus chapter 39 verses 24 through 27, which includes the significance of the fruit and bells on the hem of the priestly garment. Then he asked Debbie to come forward again to read Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 6, where he discusses the motivational gifts that are given by God, primarily used to encourage others on a personal level. And now, here's Brother Rick. And they made bells of pure gold and put the bells between the pomegranates upon the hem of the robe round about between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate. Say that with me. A bell and a pomegranate. A bell and a pomegranate. Say it again. A bell and a pomegranate. Round about the hem of the robe to minister in, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they made coats of fine linen of woven work for Aaron and for his sons. Okay, that's good. Now, picture in your mind, if you can, that around the hem of the priestly garment, there was a pomegranate or fruit, and there was a bell that represents a gift. See, the bell doesn't ring true without the fruit. Do you understand this is actually the context of Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Do you understand that chapter 12 was a bell chapter? Chapter 14 was a bell chapter. And between chapter 12 and chapter 14, there was a love chapter that was a pomegranate. Do you understand that Paul's teaching was teaching about the hem of the garment and the relationship between the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say the fruit of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit. Do you understand? He's closing out chapter 14 saying, if you understand these things, everything will be done decently and in order. If you understand the relationship between the fruit of the Spirit, everybody say the fruit of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit. See, it's that context that he says, though you speak with the tongues of men and angels and you have not love. He's speaking of dialectos and glossolalia. Though you speak in tongues and you don't have love, you're like two bells clanging together with no fruit. Now, I love Christmas time, and I love to hear people play bells, don't you? I love to hear bells played in Christmas. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I've listened to the kids here at the school play the bells. Man, it's beautiful. I love it. I love to watch them play. But how many of you know when they carry them out in a box together, it's not quite as melodious? You know why? Because they're not separated anymore 
They are clanging. Now, here's why I'm sharing this message tonight. I don't care what your gifts are. They are repulsive to the world. If there's not the fruit of the Spirit in your life to bring clarity, it will only bring confusion. Are you hearing me? It is the fruit of the Spirit that brings clarity to the gifts of the Spirit. And sometimes we have to separate in order to hear the clear sound of the fruit of the Spirit separating so the bells ring accurately, clear and true. So that there's a beautiful, melodious sound rather than a clanging sound. How many of you have been in services where they were clanging and there was no fruit? Can anybody raise your hand? I've been there many times. If you haven't been there, maybe you'll travel more with me. I've been there many times when it was just clanging. I'm like, because <laughs> there was no fruit to bring clarity. And when the bells are clanging without fruit, there is confusion instead of clarity. Do you understand the premise of why I want to share tonight? Now, based on that, I want to separate giftings tonight so you can understand that our God's a giving God. Everybody say he's a giving God. And a God of order. Everybody say a God of order. Now, I want Deb to begin to read in Romans chapter 12. And I want to kind of just interrupt her and splanify a little bit about Romans 12. Because in Romans chapter 12 are the motivation gifts. But before we separate them out, I, I want her to read the context of where we're going to be dealing with. Romans 12, start at verse 1, read through verse 6. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, notice this. He, he's commending us to offer ourselves that we might be able to serve. That word service there, if you're taking notes, it's the word latruo. And when you dissect this, where he talks about reasonable service, you'll realize that the word actually could be translated worship, service, or ministry. It's a powerful word. Because <laughs> what he's saying is everything we do ought to be an act of worship to God. Everybody say worship to God. Service. To God and ministry to the world. So he's talking to us about the importance of recognizing that. Go ahead. Because he's going to deal with a second thing that that'll bring. Go ahead, Ma. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I love how one translation says it. He says, do these things, do everything as an act of worship, an act of service, an act of ministry. And one translation puts it this way, that you may become exhibit A, or living proof that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. That's why I shared the dream about the glass church. You are the evidence. You are exhibit A. Now, in the courtroom of life that God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect. You don't want that witness to be confused. You want it to ring true because you're representing God to a lost and dying world that's in chaos. And I believe as a church goes through this time of scrutiny as if we were 
standing in a room of glass houses, it's important that we don't give a wrong sound. That what we do is decent and in order. Go ahead. For I say, through the grace given unto me. Everybody say grace. To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Okay, now let me show you something here. If you've got a gift, God gave it to you. So don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. Did you know how many gifts you would have without God, the giver of the gifts? Zero, nada, none, whatever you want to say. You would have nothing without his grace. Everything he's given you is his grace. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. You didn't do anything to deserve it. I used to sing a song years ago. You may have sung it too. Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do? And I was singing that one time when I believe I heard the Holy Spirit reply back, nothing. <laughs> you didn't do nothing. <laughs> How many of you know you didn't do nothing? He did everything. You don't deserve anything. It's not like you earned it. Say amen so I can go on. Amen. It's really important to understand it's a gift from God. It's a gift of grace. Now, he said, and he's dealt to you the measure of faith to operate in the gift of grace. Read on, Ma. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Wow. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing. Yeah, hold up right there. Let's say that statement together. Having then gifts differing. One thing I've observed in the body of Christ is we're constantly comparing everybody else in the body based on our gift. Listen, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. And when I pastored, I would meet on Thursday with an intercessor group. Man, it was a wonderful time. Those people can pray. How many of you know intercessors can pray more on accident than you can on purpose? I, I used to try to pray with them, and I'm telling you, I'd be knelt down there, and my legs go sleep. I'd said everything I know to say to Jesus, Greg, and repeated it three times. I, these people had a gift to pray. And I'd be sitting over humming, singing songs. Finally, one day, I just got up and I said, listen, I know I'm the pastor. I know I'm supposed to be here as long as y'all are, but y'all got a gift. I don't have that gift. And, and so I get through praying. I'm going to go get me a donut and a cup of coffee, and I'll keep spinning by here till y'all unwind and leave. And when y'all unwind and leave, I'll lock up because I don't have this gift and one of the ladies said, well, thank God you're leaving because you've been sitting over humming. We couldn't even pray. <laughs> I mean, never know if you ain't got a gift, you can't fake like you got a gift. That's a problem in the body of Christ. We hire one man, and he's supposed to be multi-gifted. So he's a church of 100, and one guy's doing 99 jobs he's not gifted to do, and all 99 of us is not doing anything, have a lot of opportunity to grade him, see how he's doing. Because we ain't doing nothing. <laughs> and he never was intended to do 99 gifts. We have gifts different. Now, these gifts are motivational gifts. And we're not going to have time to read it all because I'm mercy motivated. 
But motivational gifts are given by God. How many of you noticed that God gave you grace? God gave you faith. God the Father gave you the motivational gifts. It's important to understand that the gifts are the motivational gifts. The giver is God the Father. Now, I know what Ephesians tells us in chapter 4, verse 7, that there's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. I know all that, so please don't come remind me. But there are dimensions of faith. And what Paul is talking about here is a measure of faith given to you. Given to you that you may operate in the grace gift that God's given to you. To motivate. To encourage. The context of those gifts are primarily, everybody say primarily. Personal. So it means a one-on-one thing. I may prophesy to Greg according to my faith. But primarily, it's a personal word for me to him. Because it's a personal word, the purpose is to motivate, and the one that has to judge it is the one that's receiving it. Because every gift, everybody say every gift, has to be judged. Boy, here's another problem. We think because someone has a gift, that we can just eat up whatever they're given. How many of you know Jesus did not say you'll know them by their gift? Why? Because the gift is given. He said you'll know them by their, by their pomegranates, not their bells. Some people are ringing and ain't got an ounce of fruit in their life. They're just clanging. Say amen, so I won't think you're guilty. I said some folks just clanging. They ain't got no fruit. <laughs> and if you just take in their clanging, you're going to be confused. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.